Welcome to episode 10. We made it, baby. Episode 10. Can you believe it? Do you know how many podcasts make it this far? Not too many. But guess what? We did it here, the Red Velvet Podcast, you and me. We made it episode 10, baby. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a cause for celebration. Let's get into it. Welcome, welcome back to the Red Velvet Podcast. I'm your host, Pablo Rosario. And guess what? We made it. We made it to episode 10. I did a little research, and according to Amplify and Pod News, 44% of podcasts have less than three episodes. That means that the Red Velvet Podcast is already in the top 56%, baby. We made it. We made it to the big time. For me, that means that the hard work is already done. We've already beat out more than half of the podcasts out there, and I couldn't be happier, to be honest. And this really means a lot. It means a lot to me because I have a thing about finishing. You see, for the longest time, you know, as follow through was something that was a problem for me, that I would always get excited. I would start things and then I wouldn't finish it or I really wouldn't be consistent with it. And for a long time, you know, I felt bad about that. I kind of beat myself about that. But the fact that we've been able to go at this for 10 weeks, back to back to back to back, really says a lot and it really makes me proud. And more than that, I'm actually super thankful, more thankful for you. I'm thankful that that you've been rocking with me for so long, coming back week after week. And it was funny, I was doing some research just looking here at my podcast stats and apparently we got red velvet men from all over the world in different countries. We got Germany, we got Canada, we got the UK, France, Italy, Brazil, Turkey, Saudi Arabia. I'm like, what? People are listening from all the way out there? Never, never in my wildest dreams would I imagine that someone from thousands of miles away in a different country would be listening to me. And for that, I am super thankful. So if you're one of my international guys, just know that I dubbed thee a man of red velvet. You are part of the group. You are part of the fun now. And I thank you for listening in. I'm super grateful this podcast would not be what it is without you. We wouldn't make it episode 10 without you or any of the other listeners. So for everyone else out there, thank you so much. With that said, I just want to ask one quick favor and just rate and review the podcast. It would be super helpful for the podcast because then it would help other people who are looking for this information, other guys who are looking to be great just like you. It will help them know like, hey, this is a place that has the answers for what you're looking for. And so pay it forward, pay the karmic, you know, do your karmic duty and help out your fellow guy and rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot to me and it would also help out the world and also help spread the red velvet movement of guys being great, of being healed, of being the best version of themselves. And so in honor of episode 10, just leave a quick rate and review wherever you're listening to this. It would be greatly appreciated. Now, For this episode, this episode, we're going to do something funky. We're going to do something special. This episode, we're going to go over my top 10 commandments or 10 rules for success with women, dating, and relationships. Now, let's get into it. Dating, as we know, can be hard. There's a lot of information out there that tells you you should do this, you should do that. And all it does, it just leads to more confusion. It leads to needing more answers and leaves you more screwed than you were before. 
So what I wanted to do for you is I wanted to simplify things. I wanted to come up with something that is super easy for you to follow, something for you to remember, something that can be used in most of the situations you come across. So I decided to take all my years of dating and see if I could distill them into 10 lessons. 10 easy commandments, if you will. Now, despite calling them like commandments and rule, the truth is they're really guidelines. They're guidelines that have come from my personal experience because these are the things that served me. Uh, me, I don't exactly believe in hard rules. The only rules that really exist are physics, and even those are bendable at times. Everything else, in my opinion, is just guidelines. And these guidelines, they came from my experience. From my experience of getting out there, trying shit, failing, succeeding, and I encourage you to do the same because at the end of the day, the best truth, the best uh, advice you're ever going to get is the advice that you get from going out there and seeing things out for yourself. You get what I'm saying? Like, I want you to get in the habit of figuring stuff out for yourself, of testing things out for yourself. Now, definitely listen to people and listen to myself and then go try it and use it as a starting point. But at the end of the day, the best truth will be your own. And so with that said, that's what I encourage you to do. So if anything, use what you hear here. Take what works for you. Discard what doesn't. Shout out to Bruce Lee. He's the one who said that. And then create your own method. Create your own rules that make you successful, that make you the best version of yourself. You get what I'm saying? Now, here's the thing. Let's get into it. I want, I want to talk about the specific, the, the specific topic of concept and principles over techniques. Now, for me, anyone that I coach with, anyone who ever walks with me, know that when you ask me a question... 90% of the time, I'm going to give you a principle rather than a technique. The reason why is because nowadays when you go out there and look for information, you're going to get techniques of what to do or what to say. But here's the problem with that. The problem with that is that a lot of that advice is highly situation specific. They only apply to specific situations. And a good portion of the time, they're only able to be said by a certain type of person, meaning, you know, certain phrases, certain one-liners work with a certain personality. And if that's not your natural personality, you're going to come off incongruent. And so think about it like this. Essentially, the problem with techniques is that like, it's a key that only works for one lock. That's all. And the problem with that is that over time, you're just going to be gathering a whole keychain, kind of like a like a like a like a janitor that has a whole bunch of keychains trying to come up with things for specific situations but in my mind that makes you limited if you only have one method or one approach that's only good for one technique then you have you're very limited like again you're very limited in the way you can connect the way you can attract women it's like have having only one outfit that goes with one pair of shoes i mean like, what is that like what use is that that's why when guys are always asking me, Pablo, you know, what opener do I use for this or this situation? You know, what do I say? I'm like, yo, I don't got one. I'll give you a principle, though, that allows you to come up with your own, that allows you to be creative and use something that's applicable to most situations. This is one guy, this is one client of mine, and it was funny. He was at the Las Vegas boot camp that we had this year. And I was working with him, and he was asking me, okay, Paul, like, well, well, what do I do in this situation? Wait, wait, wait. What do I do in this situation? 
Granted, I had just spent a week with him, working with him one-on-one and just turning him into a monster. But I just found it funny that after going to many different places, now that we're in a different place, it's like, wait, 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 I got to do something different. Like that's the belief that screws a lot of guys that because the woman's extra pretty because we're in a high stakes situation or because we're in a place that we've never been before that we have to do something different. And I, and, and I think that's what really screws up a lot of guys. The fact that they think they have to do something different. The situation is different, so I have to do something different. But that is wrong. That's not the way to go about it. The answer is not that you have to do something different. The answer is that you have to have a consistent approach. I mean, think about all the greats. And let's talk about sports. I'm a big sports guy. And let's talk about Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter, you know, these guys, they, some of the greatest to ever play the game. Now, if you notice, if you ever heard their interview, just because it's the Super Bowl, the championship, the World Series, or because they are, you know, are at a away game, you don't hear them talking about, oh, I have to do something different. No, their approach stays the same. And so what is their approach? Their approach is similar to the guidelines that I'm talking about, which is the way you uh, handle the situation. What is the way in which you handle the situation? What are the principles that allow you to handle a situation? And this is the mindset you want to develop, not only for women, but also for life. Because here's the truth, my man, you're not going to come up with an answer for every single situation. It's literally impossible. I mean, I want you to imagine like trying to come up with a a specific one-liner or specific story for a 30-year relationship. I mean, that is going to be impossible. Even actors, the most that they memorize stuff for is just for a little two-hour movie. And even in that situation, they're doing it in parts and bits. But for you to keep memorizing and trying to come up with a line here and there for every single situation, you're going to be acting. And you're going to be constantly, you know, stressed and you're constantly going to be worried that you'll be found out, worried that you'll be saying the wrong thing. And with that said, you're going to get inconsistent results. That's simply it. I mean, the reason why you're getting inconsistent results in your dating life is because you are approaching it inconsistent. You are doing things differently. Because I, I mean, I'm going to rant now. You can tell from the speed of my voice, from the way that I talk, I'm in flow. We're in there. Now you're off for the ride. You got to ride this bad boy out. Peep this. So the reason why it's it, your dating life is inconsistent, like I said, is because you're being inconsistent. Your approach, the way you handle it, is inconsistent. If you think about it, replay all the dating adventures you've ever had, all of the women you've ever talked to, all the situations you've ever been in, what is the constant variable? That is you. You are the constant in all those situations. And so if you keep switching up, then it makes sense that your results are going to be switching up. I mean, it's a simple input-output situation, a simple math. If you put consistent input in, you're going to get consistent output. And so that's the secret to getting consistent results with dating and relationships is to find the right input. I didn't say that. That's one thing I forgot to mention. It's about finding the right input. 
putting in it consistently, having the same consistent approach, the same consistent way of being, the way of handling, of approaching and interacting with it, finding the right way and consistently doing that over the course of a period of time. You continue to do that, you're going to find that you're going to consistently meet women. You're going to consistently get people's attention. People are going to love you. People are going to gravitate to you consistently. You have to be consistent in your input, and that comes honestly from experience, from trial and error. Now, we have this thing of trying to be perfect, of trying to do the right thing and find, and get it right the first time. I implore you, dear listener, forget about that. Forget about trying to be perfect. Instead, what I want you to do is to see it from a scientific point of view where you're learning, you're figuring out. Like, I'm sure there's something in your life that you're super curious about. Something that you just love learning and love figuring out. Like that's the joy of it for you. I encourage you to have this be the same thing. Have this be the thing where you, okay, I'm figuring out like what is the right input. Let me test this. All right, it didn't work. Boom, let me test something out. Okay, that I got a little better results. Let me add something new into it. And the way you do it is by taking things from outside sources remixing it into your own and putting your own flavor into it. So how would you do it? So like, for example, whenever I coach guys, I'll give you a quick example. Whenever I coach guys and they're like, all right, Pablo, I need an, I need an opener. I need a conversation starter. I'm like, all right, cool. Rather than giving you exactly what to say, which by the way, we can do. That's not a problem, but it will serve you more if we do it the following way. And the way it works is like this, where let's say you want to do a situational opener, right? Or actually, you know what? Better example, because this example came from uh, when we were in Vegas and I was teaching the guys how to flirt. And essentially, I gave them the formula like this. Instead of giving them lines, I told them this. Take what she says and make it playful. And that's what I began doing. I gave them a sentence. I would say things like, oh, I love cats. And I told them, okay, how can you make that playful? And they would say things like, like, oh, you're too young to be a cat lady. Like, or they would say something like, oh, you're a cat lady? Oh, I can't deal with you. Me and cat ladies don't get along because I'm a dog guy. Me and you would be fighting all the time. Your cats would be beating up my dogs. I would get mad. Then you get mad at me for screaming at your cat. And then we're in this whole shit show. And see, boom, now you're flirting. Now you're in the zone. Now, the great thing is that everyone's playful is different. And at the same time, that's the beauty behind it. By being different, by adding your own mix to it, you become unique. And when you're unique, you stand out. And when you stand out, you're attractive. And that's what women want you. And that all of that, all of that comes from operating from guidelines. Guidelines give you the, 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 the jumping pad, the launching pad, the springboard for you to not only express your personality, but also for you to feel confident because now you have a game plan. A lot of insecurity comes from the unknown, comes from not knowing how to handle what is coming next. And so the only thing you can be secure in is in what you're going to do. And so a lot of the times, like I'll give you an example, when it comes to arguments, for instance, some guys, they are afraid of conflict and they hate it. They, they try to avoid conflict because they don't know what the person is going to say. They don't know how the person is going to react. However, with me, I'm not as afraid of conflict as I used to be because my approach is the same. It's no matter what they say, I'm going to respond with love and compassion. That's it. 
that's what I know I'm going to do 10 times out of 10. And knowing that ahead of time gives me the confidence to stand up straight, to listen, to speak my truth, and to have that conversation like an adult. And it's the same thing with dating and, and, and meeting women. When I was single, my approach that, that gave me confidence was that, listen, I don't know what she's going to say. I don't know if she has a boyfriend. And sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to say. But what I do know is that I'm going to smile. I'm going to stand up straight. Like that was my approach. And I was, and that approach is what led me to give me confidence. I knew that 10 times out of 10, if I did that, it was going to work out in my favor. You get what I'm saying? And so I hope you're starting to understand why is it important to have approaches why is it instead of operating off like techniques it's to develop approaches for things and these guidelines these 10 commandments if you will are mine and hopefully they'll work for you and they've worked for my clients they worked for all the guys in my group the red developer group and so i want to share these with you man I didn't even take a breath in that one. I have to breathe more. <laughs> but listen, like I accept it. I'm I'm not expecting perfection. I'm just, you know, in the flow because I love you. I get excited about talking all these things. And without further ado, I know you've been patiently waiting. I appreciate that. So let me reward you and let me give you my 10 commandments for success with dating, relationships, and women. Number one, get out of your house. No matter how much you wish women would just show up at your door like an Amazon package, they will not. They are outside. They are in the real world where you got to be. The guys that stay home and play video games don't succeed with women. Not because they're playing video games and that video game is nerdy or anything like that. It's because they're never outside to meet women. They're stuck on their house and their headset. Granted, there are women online playing video games, but are you meeting them in person? How often are you talking to them? And when you do talking to them, are you flirting? Or are you just talking about where the nearest drop package is or where the, the we're being flanked over the left corner? I mean, come on, get out of your house. And I don't care where you go, just get out of your house. And by the way, I just don't mean the work or gym. And also, I don't mean the bar. I mean someplace where there's people, where you like to go, where there's events and there's people and you can do dope shit. Get outside of your house. And here's another reason why it's important to get outside of your house is because it helps your mental health. So if you've been feeling down, if you've been feeling, you know, out of sorts, getting out of your house is a great way to help your mental health because your brain associates your mood with your environment. And so if you've been feeling shitty in your house, staying in your house just reinforces that shitty mood. But when you get out of your house, when you get into the sunshine, when you start mingling with people, it really does lift up your mental health. It helps you feel motivated. It helps you feel excited about life and doing things again. And so that combined with human interaction, I mean, you got everything you need. I mean, you already put yourself in a position to win by simply getting out of your house. Number two, look your best. Look your best, my guy. If you're one of those guys that wear the same t-shirt every day, the same jeans, the same scruffy shoes, and you don't want to look good because it just takes too much effort and it's superficial and you don't want to change for anybody, you're shooting yourself in the foot. I'm just telling you, you're shooting yourself in the foot and you're just being a lazy bastard. Because here's the thing. Unfortunately, in the world that we live in, impressions are a big thing. We do get judged based off the way we look. 
people do judge books by their cover. And that's why you always have to look your best wherever you go. Because at any moment, you could be meeting a woman of your dreams. Like, there was one time, I, and I shit you not, I met a beautiful woman 30 minutes after waking up. It was one time I was waking up, I was going to work, I got dressed really fast because I was late, then I walked to the bus stop, I hopped on the bus, literally one, maybe two stops after, walks in this beautiful blonde, she happens to sit next to me. The bus on the way to work ended up breaking down, we all had to get off the bus. And so I had an opportunity to talk to her, and this was literally 30 minutes after I woke up. I woke up 30 minutes ago, and I had an opportunity to talk to a woman. Luckily, I was dressed to impress, baby. Your boy was looking fly, as always. And boom, boom, boom. I was talking to her, laughing left and right. And guess what? Your boy got her phone number. And then we ended up talking later. And that was because I was looking good. Because you never know. You never know. And let me, let, let me clarify something for you, though. If you have some hesitancy, it's not that I'm talking about you have to be a male model. I'm not talking about you got to be a pretty boy. I'm not talking about any of that or wear a three-piece suit all the time. What I'm talking about is being well-groomed. Like this is, this is a beautiful part about being a man is that for us, our beauty is defined by how well-groomed we are. And you have to take pride in being well-groomed. You can't expect women to be a 10, to be sexy when you're looking like a bum. When you're not well-groomed, you can't expect a woman to be beautifully shaved, smell good, have her hair done when you're a bummy that smells like shit and your beard is all over the place and you have frumpy clothes. Like, it, the, like it, 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 it's a mixed match. It don't work. It don't work. A client of mine, it's funny, is that he wanted 10s, but he was dressing like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. You get what I'm saying? Like, it don't work like that. So what do I mean by uh, being well-groomed? I mean... Have your facial hair lined up, trim your beard, clean up your nose hairs and your ear hair, get a nice haircut, wear clothes that fit your body, get rid of your new balances and your sketchers and get nice shoes, the kind that adults wear, you know, get rid of the dad jeans, you know what I'm talking about, the ones that make your ass look like, like it's sagging down to your knees, have, get teeth whitening, get your, brush your teeth and get teeth whiteners, and most importantly, goodness gracious, if I can give you any tip on being well-groomed, it would be this. Smell good. You will be doing yourself a great favor if you started smelling good. Do you know how many more women you would get if you started smelling good? Real quick, before I go to the next one, I'm going to just give you a quick a tip right here. Get Spice Bomb. Get the Cologne Spice Bomb. It literally smells like, and I quote, fuckable. My girlfriend, my actually ex-girlfriend, she, when I put that on, she said, you smell fuckable. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I went and tested it out. Other women said the same thing. Other women were just turning their hands. They loved it. I recommended it to my clients, same results. Actually, one guy wore on a date and then ended up going back to her place and she loved the way he smells. So smell good. Smell good. Okay. And look good. Look good. Number three, say hi to everybody. And I mean everybody. For me, what I tell people, and this is what I do in my personal life, 
get in the habit of saying hi to everyone. Doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter if the janitor. Doesn't matter if it's the person that cleans. Doesn't matter if it's the person that is taking your order. Doesn't matter if it's the old lady. Doesn't matter if it's the attractive woman. Say hi to everyone. I mean, think about it. What does the guy who is great with women? What does he do? He talks to everyone. The average guy who not good with women, he only talks to beautiful women. He saves it up and, and becomes social only in the presence of beautiful women. And I get it. I get it because they they entice you. They they you know they inspire you to talk to them. But here's the problem with that. How many beautiful women do you see a week? Better question. Out of all those beautiful women, how many of them do you actually build up the courage to talk to? Let's be real. Let's be real. Not a lot of them. Come on, like half of them. So by the end of the week, how many conversations have you actually had? Two, maybe three. So pretty much in other words, you only had two, maybe three opportunities to practice your social skills. How can you expect to be good at anything if you only just do it three times a week? Now, on the other hand, if you say hi to everyone, you have a great chance of becoming great at talking with women. Because the more people you say hi to, the more experience you get. The more experience you get, the more confidence you get. The more confidence you get, the easier it will be to talk to beautiful women. I mean, imagine, imagine you, you, you have been saying hi to people left and right, left and right for like a whole week. And then Friday night, you go out, you see a beautiful woman. Up to that point, you've already had a hundred plus experiences of talking to people. So by the time you see that beautiful woman, it, it's, it's, it's a no brainer. Like you're already in flow. You're already working everything. It's already in the zone for you. Because you already had all those experiences. So what I'm trying to say in a nutshell is say hi to everybody. Say hi to everyone everywhere you go. Get in the habit of saying hi. Turn it into an automatic thing. Number four, always shoot your shot. The great Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. If you're a fan of The Office, Michael Scott said the same thing too. (laughs) But it's the same thing with dating. You miss out on 100% of the women that you do not approach. Literally, if you do not approach, your chances of success are zero. If you do, you have at least 1% chance from from, from just trying. Because, peep this out, oftentimes, it's not women who reject us, it's us. We reject ourselves before the game has even started. We make up reasons why she won't like us, when little do we know, she was probably digging us. And we would have never known because we never took our shot. Now, I've heard scenarios where, you know, a guy's talking to a woman, but he's unsure if she has a boyfriend or if she even likes him. And so what do you do during those times? You take your shot. You don't know if she looked your way. You take your shot. You're unsure if she she sends you flirting signals. You take your shot. Because why? You never know. You think she's out of your league. You take your shot because you never know. But what if she says, no, Pablo? What if she rejects me? What if what if she just, you know, laughs at me? Well, that could happen, and it could suck. At least you know it wasn't because you were scared and because you didn't try. And we both know that that pain of regret is what eats at you more than anything. 
Because I know it did for me. I can't tell you how many times I would just beat myself up because I didn't try. And specifically, there was this one time in college, this one girl that I like, super hot, later grows up to become a Maxim model. But at the time in college, I didn't, I didn't shoot my shot with her. And then eventually I did. And she goes, I wish you would have asked me earlier. I'm going out with somebody right now. And that was the moment that I learned, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. The more times you shoot your shot, the more chances you take, the more you see that good things actually happen when you shoot your shot. Number five, focus on giving value. What do I mean by giving value? Well, 90% of guys out there are takers. When they talk to women, when they're in relationships with women, they just focus on taking and getting. Like they focus on getting something from her, getting her name, phone number, date, getting her panties, getting sex, getting head. And that's the exact reason why they fail. Because they're all focused on taking, taking, taking. What can I get? What I want from women. And takers, my friend, they never win. They never win. Like have you ever had someone come up to you and talk to you only because they want something? like a salesman, like you knew they were only being nice to you because they wanted something. That's the same icky feeling that women get. Just multiply that by a lot because they get approached by a lot of dumbasses out there. So instead, what you want to do is that you want to focus on giving, specifically giving value. What do I mean by giving value? Well, I like to think of giving value as giving good feelings, giving good vibes. So things like laughter, surprise, happiness, joy, wonder, interest, intrigue, passion. Women and people find these feelings valuable. Whenever they walk away from a situation feeling any of those things, they go, I enjoyed myself. That was worth it. That experience was valuable to me. And if you're that person who could provide that value, they will want to be with you. They will want to stay connected to you. And so my recommendation, which is number five, focus on giving value. Number six, don't friend zone yourself. Now, here's the truth that you don't want to hear. Women, they don't friend zone you. You, my friend, friend zone yourself. Yes, yes, yes. This whole time, it ain't the woman's fault that, that you're not cuddling naked with her on a Saturday night. It ain't her. It's you, buddy. It's your fault. Now, you're probably thinking, no, Pablo, I'm shooting my shot like you said, and you know, it's her who put me in the friend zone. No, 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 buddy. It's you. You friend zone yourself by not making your intentions known, by not actively flirting with her. You see, when you decided that, like, oh, I'm going to be pleasant, I'm going to be nice and agreeable, and, and, and not flirt with her out of fear of offending her or, or being too much, you essentially made the decision to put yourself in the friend zone. Because when you do that, you're taking on the behaviors and presenting yourself as a friend. And so when you do that, what do you think she's going to think of you? What is she going to think of the relationship that you have? Oh, he is being nice. He's not showing any romantic interest. So I guess he wants to be a friend. And so she treats you like one. And so you can't be surprised when that happens because you never make your attentions known. Now, the problem with a lot of guys is that they don't want to lose out of the connection, so they would rather be nice and agreeable than do the do or die of, listen, we're either going to be romantic or not. But here's the thing. Whether or not she actually gets with you positions you in her mind as a romantic option because that's how you presented yourself. 
So even if she doesn't get with you now, maybe in the future when she is ready for a relationship, she'll come and think of you because that's how you presented yourself. Unlike the other guys who presented themselves as friends by not showing them shot, she won't even consider those guys. So my friends, do not friends on yourself. Number seven, seek to flirt, not get a phone number. This one is a little zen, but basically it means seek to enjoy the process, not the result. Now, I know we're here to be our best and to meet women, but I found that a lot of guys have an unhealthy attachment to the outcome of getting women. And it's this attachment that causes guys to mess up. It causes them to skip flirting and go straight for the phone number and go like, you know, hey, what's your name? Where you from? Cool. You want to go out? What's your phone number? You know, it, it doesn't work like that. And then they wonder why they don't get it. Why aren't they succeeding with women? And see, like with that mindset of just going for the outcome, that says that you never really wanted the woman. You never really wanted to connect with her or flirt with her or to like enjoy her. You just wanted the phone number. You just wanted the orgasm. You just wanted the date. If that's the case, then I can give you a set of digits. If that's the case, you can go pay uh, to go and have sex. It's just that with that thinking, it seems like the whole point of the whole interaction is just to get to the end result. But this is the thing that I tell all my guys here. It's that when you listen to music, for example, do you skip and fast forward to the end? No, you don't. If you're a dancer like me, when you dance, do you just go straight to the other side of the dance floor? No, you don't. You enjoy the process. You enjoy the music. And so when you do that, you're more present. You're more in the moment. And that allows you to be more in flow. And also, less attached as to whether or not she comes or goes. She gives you her phone number or not. Because you're too busy enjoying the dance. Enjoying the process. And so if I could remix this, maybe, I would say, enjoy the dance. Enjoy the song. And when you do that, You'll see that talking to women is actually more natural, more free. And you'll see that women actually end up giving you their phone number at the end. Number eight, respect the no. Spoiler alert, my guy, you're going to get rejected. You can't avoid it. It's part of the game. I've gotten rejected. Uh, some of the greats that you think about have gotten rejected. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, you, you just can't take personally when it happens. It's just part of the experience. Now, there are many reasons why she could say no, and a lot of them have nothing to do with you. I mean, maybe she just got out of a long-term relationship and not in the place to talk to anybody new. Maybe a family member or a close friend died, or maybe she expected to meet anyone that day and didn't dress up and is wearing granny panties and didn't shave and she didn't want to feel embarrassed. Who knows? But either way, you got to respect the no. And the way you respect the no is by not personalizing it, not making it about you, not making it seem that you got no because you're a shitty human being or because you're not enough. That is not the case. At the minimum, it's likely just a reflection of your technique, a reflection of your approach. It's feedback that you can use to tweak how you do it next time. So like, for example, did you notice that she stepped back when you were talking to her? Okay. Well, that doesn't mean you're a creep. All it meant is that next time, you just have to talk to her from a little bit further away, give her a little distance. Did she say she had a boyfriend? Did she just drop that in without you asking? Well, 
It doesn't mean, again, it doesn't mean that you suck. All it means is just that you possibly conveyed too much interest too fast. Your technique was too obvious, was too you know, over the top. So you know what? Maybe next time we'll tweak it back a little bit. So you see what I'm getting at? And so it's not, the no is not the end of the world. It doesn't mean anything about you. It's just feedback on your technique. And before I move on to the other one, let me give you something that I teach a lot of my clients. And it's just the analogy of the gum. Let's say you had a piece of gum and you offered it someone. Hey, would you like some gum? And they go, no. How would you feel about that? Realistically, imagine it really happened. Would you beat yourself up? Would you think that you suck? Would you think that you're not good enough? Not likely. You really wouldn't care much. Why? Why is that? It's because they rejected the gum, not you. In fact, it's probably worse on them because you were probably doing them a favor. But it's the same thing when talking with women. Anytime you, you hear no, they're not rejecting you as a person. They're just rejecting the conversation. That's all there really is. So let's say you're in a relationship and maybe you want to try something freaky in bed. You know, she's not rejecting you or thinking you're weird. She's just rejecting that thing. And so if you can separate yourself from that, respecting the no becomes pretty easy. And here's the other thing, too. If you can take no with grace, it actually makes you more attractive. Because the average guy, they hear no, and then they get to, like, this, this bitchy little boy mode where they go, no, well, I didn't like you anyway. Well, you suck. They just attack back because they're hurt. But if you're able to hear no and go, all right, that's cool, and keep the same energy, she will remember that. And she will actually be impressed. The fact that you took no so lightly, so respectfully, so bossly, like it didn't mean anything, that will actually create attraction within her. So respect the no. It's not the end of the world. You can actually make it work in your favor. Number nine, make friends with other guys. I think I told this story before, but it's one of my favorite stories to tell. And it's about this one time when I was out at a bar in downtown LA. And I was just chilling there where, you know, these two guys were next to me. Now, I was there with my other friends. And, you know, we were there to talk to ladies. But as the principal dictates that you make friends with other guys, and that's what I did. I turned to them, and I started to have a genuine conversation. I didn't just piece them out and go look for women. I genuinely talked to them. And then at one point, a beautiful brunette, oh, my gosh, she was sexy. I still remember her to this day. She walked by, and I break my neck looking at her. And I go, I'm sorry, guys. I just saw a beautiful woman. Uh, I lost chain of thought. I'm sorry. What were you saying? And they go, oh, you want to meet her? She's our coworker. We work with her. Hey, Vanessa, come here. Come meet Pablo. Boom. They introduced me to Vanessa. And so being friends with guys actually pays off. Everybody will teach you that you got to be alpha and you got to be dominant, guys. But I say screw that. Why have enemies when you can have friends? And when you have friends, your social capital increases. You become the leader of men. And also, you get connections to what they have and the people that they know. And on top of that, too, they're not going to work against you. They're going to work with you to help you get what you want. And so why walk into a place being in competition with a bunch of guys when you can walk into a place and every guy there is your wingman? And so that's why I'm a very big fan of making friends with guys. That's my first thing right there that I do. Now, on the other hand, here's the thing. If they come out being, being a dick, I will destroy you. I will, I will make it look like you are an asshole and I will become the star of your group. You will not beat me. That's a different story. All right. If they come at me with wrong energy, I mean, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and we'll try to be friends. But if I see you persistently being a dick, then 
all right, I'm going to use every social <laughs> technique in my book to make you look like an asshole, which by the way, we'll, we'll get into that in another episode, but that's pretty much it in a nutshell. You nice to me, I might see you. Simple as that. Number 10, the very last one. Be kind to yourself. Yes, be kind to yourself. My guy, this dating game is hard. Let's be real. We're out there every day, putting ourselves out there, risking rejection, risking you know embarrassment, trying to come up with things to say and create these, this romantic connection out of scratch. It is hard out there. And the worst part, despite our best efforts, it doesn't always work out. Now, it's easy when that happens to take things personally and start thinking that you're not worthy of women, to start thinking that dating is not for me. Maybe I'm just meant to be single. Maybe I should settle. But listen, if you keep believing that, you're not going to last long. You're not going to last long in this game. And you're going to turn into one of those women-hating douches that that just see women as something to conquer and compete with instead of something to enjoy. To combat that, you have to give yourself a little bit of grace. Give yourself a little grace, man. You're human. It's all right to mess up. It's all right to, you know, sometimes stumble a little bit because you're learning. My guy, no one ever taught us how to do this. No one ever taught me how to do this. I mean, let's talk about that for a second, that we have this expectation that as men, especially when you get to be a man of a certain age, this is an expectation that you should know how to talk to women, that you should be successful at this. And there's a little embarrassment out of that. But let's back up and look at the facts. The reason why you don't know is because no one taught you. I mean, if you did know, you would obviously do it, right? If you knew better, you would do better. But no one took you aside, just like no one took me aside. And so you're making it up right now. So give yourself a little grace. Cut yourself a little break. You're human and you're learning. And even if you do mess up, and even if you do reach a point in your life where you are single and you're not, you know, you don't have women around you, just know that you're still great. You're still worthy. It does not make you any less of a man. You're still sexy. You still have a lot to offer and you still can do this. And so in this journey, be kind to yourself. Give yourself a little grace. The world is much more forgiving when you are much more forgiving of yourself. That's a lot. I know this episode has been a lot and I hope it's been helpful. And to recap, if you're still listening at this point, thank you. But to recap, the Ten Commandments are simple. Get out of your house. Look your best. Say hi to everyone. Always shoot your shot. Focus on giving value. Don't friend zone yourself. Seek to flirt, not get a phone number. Respect the no. Make friends with other guys and be kind to yourself. You do these things and just keep this in the back of your mind. There's a very good chance that nine times out of ten that you don't need to know what to say, that these things will inspire you and tell you what to do and give you guidance and will help you be better at connecting with women and building relationships with them. And as you go on and use these, use what works and discard what doesn't. If you find that one of these guidelines don't work for you, that's cool. Go ahead and make up your own and replace them at your own and just continue to refine it as you get out there. The important thing, the only thing that I care about is that you get out there and you do something. You get out there and you just try something respectfully. Don't go out there wowing, doing crazy stuff, but just go out there and just try something. And so that's all I got for you today. Episode 10. We made it this far. Let's get 10 more and then 10 more after that, 10 more after that. 
please rate and review this. Share this with your friends. Share this with people that you think it would help. We're really trying to spread the red velvet movement. Make the world better. Make the world full of men that are healed, that are loving, that are great, and that are looking just to give to people. That's what we're trying to do here. And that's what I hope is being conveyed. So with that said, I'm your host, Pablo Rosario. This is the Red Velvet Podcast. Stay velvet out there. I'll catch you.